Africa, as we all know, is has this huge microscope or magnifying glass on us right now. I mean, we can Nigerian music, for instance, is going places. So now the focus is switching, you know, over to the African market. Hello, guys. You're welcome to the Listening Sessions podcast, a show about the music industry, its players, and the game. My name is Obina Agu, music businessman and your host. All right, guys, Listening Sessions podcast, season three. We're here again. And, um, of course, another amazing um, episode of the show. Today... We have a very special guest, and um, I can't contain my excitement, really. So let's welcome my guest, who is an excellent marketing professional, a distinguished music executive, and former marketing manager at UDUX, and um, more recently, the head of TuneCore West Africa. Let's welcome Choma Onuchuku. Thank you. <laughs> really glad to be Choma, here. Choma, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank it means you. a lot to us, you know. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what what have you been up to? What have you been working on recently? You know. Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, yeah. I I won't say so recently anymore, but um, I started working for TuneCore. Yeah. You know, the head of TuneCore for West and East Africa. Whoa. Yeah. What's so, that? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's like a total of seven countries. All together. So it's been a lot of hard work, you know, figuring things out, you know, trying to basically get the business known. So a lot of random awareness, press, and of course, some other activities to just help, you know, I think around mainly education for me. Yeah, because um, as part of the job, you you also need to have a, do some research and understand the markets that you're coming into. Mm-hmm. And some of the findings have been quite interesting. So, of course, with every kind of um, research you do, you kind of need to use that results to inform, you know, your strategies and stuff. So it's a lot, really. I can imagine. <laughs> Imagine, I can imagine. Thank you so much, man. Because um, I, I, I was thinking it was just um, Nigeria, West Africa. Wow, East Africa. That uh, yeah, it's just uh, just two countries in East, East Africa for me. So we for now we're just in four total. So I okay. have to then. Um, I don't know if you're aware. There was also a we also hired someone in Southern Africa okay. to handle okay. some territories in Southern Africa. So she also has two territories. So awesome. we just split awesome. that awesome. down the middle. Great, yeah. great. So if if someone had told you as um, you were rounding off your MBA that you'd be working in the music business in a few years, would you have thought that to be implausible? Was was music business on your radar then? Interestingly, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Um, so I'm someone that I know growing up, I was uh, into like the creative side of things. Mm. I mean, in my family, everybody did science. I did arts. Now, it's not the kind of art you think, Shia, but it's uh, more social science, so economics. That was, why I, that was my BSc. And then taking up to do my master's, I didn't want to necessarily focus on one core subject. I felt like I knew I wanted to, I knew I eventually would want to either own a business or be at the top of like a business or brand, mm-hmm. you know, handling the strategies, operations and, you know, things like that. So I opted for an MBA. It was a very hard decision, but I decided, you know, I'll go for an MBA. You know, not everyone was happy about it, but I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't know why, but this is kind of where I'm leaning towards. 
came back to find work in our darling country was <laughs> I know. Because I, I came from a banking background, you know. I, I worked in, like, two banks, you know, separately. One was more, they were in long-term per se, but I knew banking wasn't it for me. It was more something I came out, you know, right out of um, uni, and I was still trying to figure out what the hell do you want to do, you know? So I did that. I was like, yeah, nah, go do your master's, come back, and then we'll figure out what we'll do. So I know while I was doing the master's, I kind of honed in more on the marketing side of mm. things. So I knew I wanted to come back and really now get into the business, you know, get into, like, marketing and stuff. But the industry was not a question. Of course, <laughs> work was hard to come by. <laughs> so interestingly, I would say it was my immediate elder brother, who shares the same name as you, Bina, who um, he's friends with the CEO of um, Duex. Okay. So at then, Uduex hadn't, yeah, Uduex wasn't in existence. What we had was MCOM. So that was basically a music aggregator and one of like the most yeah, yes, known yes, ones yes. then. And um, that was how I got in, you know, got the job there. And my marketing journey in the music industry started, basically. So, very short story, but I think it was... <laughs> How's it been so far? Are you loving it in here? Um, yes. Um, so with TuneCore, it's completely different you know it's an international company when i say international it's very international mm -hmm. so i'm head of tunecore i just mentioned there's a head of tunecore southern africa best believe there's a head of tunecore india there's someone in brazil there's someone in europe you know so we have about not just europe but we have like four people that's one's handling Italy, one person is in germany one person hmm. is in russia yeah and then of course you have in the us and of course uk so it's a very diverse environment and the culture there is 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 something else that I'm not really experienced. It's really really awesome, and most importantly, the the support women in you know in the top levels in yeah. in the in the organization. So that's really 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 you know big deal because you know how it is not just in the music industry but other industries as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's for me. I'll say it's been really awesome. I still kind of like to consider myself as a newish oldish <laughs> <laughs> employee. I'm not that new, but I'm still not that old. So still learning the ropes, but then the supports I get, hmm. you know. So you can imagine the support artists get as well. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really awesome. I'm, it's really I'm great. Awesome, beautiful. Um, back to Uduex a little. Um, being one of the um executives at Udrex, can you share what it was like at the beginning? You know, like what what was the vision? I mean, definitely Udrex was or is aiming to become, you know, the top streaming platform. Not just a top streaming platform, you know, but the first created by Nigerians. Yeah. Because I don't think we've really had one that has stuck per se or if yeah. there was even any that was made mm -hmm. that was indigenous mm -hmm. so to say. So this one was created by but, a Nigerian. Okay. And not just that it was also made by someone who's been in the industry for a very long time. So Chidiane Tokeke. So my boss till now we recently spoke <laughs> you know it's always good to always have those great mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, contacts with ex-bosses and stuff. So yeah so that's really been the vision. So of course it was, it's a startup yeah. and there was a lot of learning you know, trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. You know, the music industry or the music terrain, especially on the consumer side, is still picking up, so to say. People still don't have the mentality of subscribing mm -hmm. or paying to listen to music. Yeah. So that was one thing. You know, even till now, it's TuneCore is still, even though my area now is on the other side, so on the supply side, not the demand side. Yeah. So for, for Uduwex being a streaming platform, a store, it's your your concern or your key customers are 
the consuming side, yes. as the demand side. Yes. And then in a place like Nigeria, where it hasn't really stuck just yet, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was tricky. And if you look in the past, not to call names, there have been other ones that have come in and where are they now? You know, you ask yourself that question, what really happened? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, startups trying to figure things out. um, They're still standing, you know. One thing I'll say is that they're not trying to just remain as they are. They're trying to also morph into something else to accommodate because you're bringing a business into a new market. You don't expect the market to adapt. You have to adapt to that market. So what are you doing? You know, so I'll say they've been been doing a good job. I can't, obviously, I'm not there anymore. I'm not going to probe to say, oh, I know what's really happening, but... From what I saw, part of the challenges, yes, those were some of the things that I would say we were trying to figure out. Okay, how do you cater to this market? Awesome, because I'm 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 all for um, expanding the music business space, but at the time Odwek started, I struggled to see the um, upside of starting a profitable indigenous streaming platform because I felt like um, Boomplay had an unassailable lead. You know, being uh, they they they. They had this thing going, you know, and um, I expected that the global players would soon come into the market too. So how did you fancy your chances then? Um, so then the tactic or the strategy, I don't know if that has changed now, yeah. was basically to position the brand or to position the brand as an Afrocentric application. So... With the likes of, say, the international guys, and I think even the Boomplay, there when you, you when you come into the application or you use the app, typically there isn't necessarily that focus on pushing forward African talents. Yeah, Do you understand? Yeah. And you, and sometimes you can't really blame them because by the time you're going to partnerships with, you know, the majors, for instance, and the other large distribution, say like Tinko, for instance, you know, their catalog is way bigger than you know, local music here. You yes. just can't yes. compare. So by the time you ingest that, you kind of might see a situation where there is already that overshadowing kind of happening, yeah, with the music. So for them, it was more to position the app, not just the the app itself, but the feel. You know, when you come into the app, you know, the interface and everything, to give it that, oh, this is for Africans, created by Africans, for Africans, let's just say. And then we're pushing forward African artists, particularly Nigerian artists, with, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So that's, I'll say, was kind of the tactic because you did raise a good point. It's like, okay, how do you think you would, you know, really do it? But then, then again, they had people who we believed in the project and was, you know, putting forward like their supports, money, like it's money or advice, yeah. you know, and stuff like that forward because there was still something there. It's just to get it right. Yeah. Now, are they gotten it right? I guess they can't say, but the business is still very much around. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, um, how how did your time out there at Udrex prepare you for what you are doing now at Tunko? Um, I'd say it gave me insights into the Nigerian, particularly the Nigerian music industry on both ends. So like I said, the demand and of course the supply side of things. It gave me an understanding of some of the challenges with, you know, music listeners and how the culture of paying for music hasn't really taken hold here mm-hmm, just yet. Mm-hmm. And then on the dem- on the supply side, you're talking about the miracle the musicians, the artists, you know, what is it that they need? And this is where I'll say Jim Code has, I've really been able to you know, hone in and expand on that a little bit more because it's now like, what 
you know, how do we meet artists where they are right now? You know, what is what is really is the pain points? What's the frustration? What is it that they don't get? What is it that I know and other people know that they don't know? You know, that might be stifling their progress, so yeah. to say. So it's been interesting. I'll say definitely Wex has been, you know, instrumental in giving me that insight and also the backbone, so to say. I was very behind the scenes compared to like with the role at Yungo. I was yeah. very behind the scenes with Wex, but... I was part of some of those big conversations. You know, that I was like, typically I was always the, lady, the only lady there, but I was typically, I always found myself to be more on the quiet and absorbing, <laughs> you know, information. And maybe if I had something to say, maybe I'll just drop it and, you know, keep quiet and stuff or just give my two cents and stuff. But yeah, I'd say it's the big thing I'll say for me was just that insights for sure. The insights. Nice, nice. So, um, about TuneCore, why why should an independent artist or label, for that matter, choose TuneCore as their distribution partner over other international players in the very saturated markets as as it is now? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's saturated, <laughs> but um, I think at the end, and this is something I always say, is you know before you pick a distributor, you need to think about certain things. So one is. What's the what's their standing with some of the stores, especially the international stores like you know Spotify, Apple Music, even Boomplay, you know what's their standing? YouTube or YouTube Music, not a big one, you know what's their standing with those stores? What I mean by that is in terms of like relationship and reputation. Now, um, for instance, a situation where I don't know if you're aware of something called you should know it's cheat streams. Have you heard about that? Cheat streams. So that's like no, where people would basically create fraudulence. It's a form of fraud. Oh, okay. So it's not real people <laughs> streaming the music. I don't know about fraud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not like that. No, but it's where people basically falsify or they create streams and they create a lot of it so it could be they're paying people to do that from maybe vietnam or something like that and it typically will send red flags with the stores you know as um, cheat streams and typically when it's coming from say a particular distributor or whatever it could tarnish the image and mm. reputation yeah so you need to go for for yeah distributors that are in good standing with the stores why because typically when there's any kind of new features or development or potential partnership those distributors stand the higher chance of being the first you know to get that information get that opportunity and then um, what that is it's is a trickle-down effect to you as an artist that uses yeah. that distributor so it benefits you it's not, it's, not a, it's not a distributor, it's you, the artist. <laughs> Do you understand? I will benefit from that. So that's one thing to look at. Another very big one is the uh, shishi to distribute the music. Now we know, yeah, that there are those that say, distribute your music for free. Okay. You should ask yourself, how free is it? <laughs> Do you understand? Uh, how are they making their money? Because every business has to have a business model. Exactly. So exactly. are they running, like us, a subscription model? For us, what we pride ourselves on is, for the distribution, you get 100% of everything you make. We don't take anything from you. Some other distributors don't have that model. They have a either a commission or some kind of a split or something where they are taking maybe 30% or something. It just depends on them and things like that. And the guys that say that they are free, a lot of times it's not free. There's usually something that is going, yeah. unless maybe they're running some form of like an advertising model or something. I don't know how <laughs> you need to have a lot of influx. I mean, we're free, you could, but 
yeah, you need to think about things like that. Okay, it's free. You want to go for free because maybe you're broke, you don't have the money, or you just want to be a cheapskate. I don't know, but okay, fine. So you need to think about, is it really, really free? Okay, are they running a rev share model? What is the percentage? And are there any other hidden cuts somewhere? Mm. Then if they're telling you that it's independent, eh, you know, it's not it's not like it's independent. They're telling you it's um you keep a hundred percent like Tunko, you keep a hundred percent of a hundred percent. Yeah, find out. Okay, are you is there any other cut cut that is going? We don't do that. We typically ours is a subscription model, so you subscribe to get a single out. There's different prices for everything. So if you want to have a single out, cool. You know, that usually runs for that one year of that single, whether it's an album or an EP, whatever the case may be. So that's how we make our money. And then when you make money from, you know, your sound recording royalties from the streaming stores, all of that is shipped over to you. We don't take wow. we don't take anything from it. Yes. So that's typically how it works. Wow. And then um, so talking about um payment systems, I, I I've um spoken to a few artists who have um encountered um, um, challenges with that. Mm-hmm. So um, now that Tunko has a strong presence out here, are we going to be seeing stuff like uh, maybe um, um, partnerships that would help the money to just flow in easily? Maybe something with Paystack or Flutterwave mm-hmm. or something. You know? Yeah. So um, that's part of the reason why you know with the international expansion, why I'm hired and why I'm also pushing for some of these localizations. Now. This is something that will take some time. It's in the talks. So things like charging in local currencies is a very, 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 very big one that we're looking mm. into. And, of course, um, payment, local payment gateways is a very big one. Because, interestingly enough, there's a lot of people who still, when they see a website and it's charging in international currency, that's enough for them to back the hell off. You understand? The percentage of people who are able to, who even have a debit card, it's still, last I checked, that was a while ago though, it's still about 30% of the population wow. of Nigeria that has a debit card. That's one actually stunned me <laughs> a little bit. I haven't checked. I still have another research I'm doing. I'm going to be doing soon. So I'm going to check to see where we are right now. But last I checked, this was like, I think December of last year or January last year. That was the figure. So you can imagine, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about here. So there is there's definitely that conversation going on to basically see, okay, how can we get into doing that? So yeah. it's 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 a lot of work, part of why I started with it's a lot of work earlier on, but um, yes, it's something that we're definitely looking into. I, I, I'm really excited um, <laughs> talking to you. I'm really excited that um, um, companies like um, TuneCore have now started to even consider as a serious enough market to you know be um out here um in the past we've also seen a lot of these global companies um come in but they give you that feeling that um we're not really here to make big investments we're not really we're not we're not here for the long haul Mm -hmm. you know so it shows in their body language and the type of um projects they are going to take on are we going to be enjoying a more robust relationship with TuneCore? yes i mean why would they go through the effort and pay me <laughs> <laughs> in the first place if they weren't looking to do that i mean listen africa as we all know is has this huge microscope or magnifying glass on us right now I mean, we can Nigerian music for instance is going places so now the focus is switching you know, over to 
the African market and not to come off any way, but hey, why Nigeria? Nigeria is, well, Nigeria is like the biggest in terms of music in Africa. Do you understand? In terms of like people who are really doing the thing and stuff yeah. like that. So definitely it's a long-term investment. Um, like I said, yes, that the, eye, you know, the eyes are now switching over to Africa. But the thing to note is this. There's so many talents here and a lot of them we've not even heard. Sure. Because people are still stuck on, I need a label. I don't have the money. I don't do this. I don't need that. And one thing we pride ourselves on is we celebrate independent artists. We call ourselves a DIY distribution company. So that means what we're doing is we're a tech company offering you a tool to easily and affordably hmm. get your music out there. Do you understand? So you don't need... Do you understand? Maybe you need to. There's nothing, and don't get it wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be signed up to a major, a major label yeah. or anything. But listen, the likes of a Whiskey, Bona, the rest of them, they weren't picked up at infancy of their career. Sure. Something happened. There were efforts they put in place. Now, yeah, maybe they must still hire the team because guess what? They were treating their music as a business, which is what a lot of artists feel to do. You know, they started from somewhere. Let's believe many of them, not to call, I don't want to use it, you know, put mm. names out there, but many of them use TuneCore to distribute their music before they really like, you know, blew or right at the peak of when they've really gotten there and yeah. they then move over to say major label. Because guess what? Most of these major labels, one of the things that they look at is your streaming numbers. So you, if you understand that power, what are you doing to make sure that you have that to show, you have those analytics to show, or those de that data to show and say, ooh, you know, this is what my music is, how well my music is doing. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... Wow. <laughs> it's almost like I don't even know my next question. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> so um, talking about successful artists on mm -hmm. the TuneCore platform, I know Ross, um, the the American guy, um, one of the richest independent um people. So um, guys, just in case you you're you're thinking about TuneCore and um, success stories, of course you guys know Ross. So yeah, Ross TuneCore, um. The Tunko people are always very proud of um, Ross and talking about him. So um, I know that um, Tunko has a music publishing mm -hmm. um, tool or business. Um, is this available to artists here and how can they take advantage of this service? Yes, absolutely. So our publishing admin, basically what that does is for an, if you want to um, basically get your, your music that's the composition, yeah. you know, licensed worldwide. It's typically advised that you do it with, you know, a publishing administration and that's something that Tunko offers. So what we do is we basically have that help you register that your catalog, whether it's one, you just have one song or you have an entire catalog, you know, it's all the, um, something called the collective management organizations worldwide. Yeah. So like the BMIs, the ASCAP, you know, and things like that. So what we do, what that does is basically helps you collect something called performing rights right. royalties okay. yeah performing royalties so that is where for instance if your music is being performed live see somewhere in the u.s we're able to collect that for you yeah and then do they need know. to register with anybody or once you're 
with TuneCore, you're good. Yeah, so you can use TuneCore. There's so many other entities that might, that also, you know, offer that, but you can do that. See, you can have everything done for you with TuneCore, basically. So okay. you can distribute and also have, especially if you own the compositions, yeah, you can distribute the track where you collect your sound recording royalties mm-hmm. from the streaming platforms. Then you can also submit the compositions. So you can submit to have it registered. So you do a one-time payment. And okay. There's a split. Okay. There's a commission split for that okay. in particular. Yeah, so anywhere that your music is being played, it's collected by, of course, the CMOs and then... Is then sent down to us, and then we send it to the okay. So um, clearly, um, with the way our industry is set up, mm-hmm. I, I I know our whole music publishing thing is still like in its um infancy stages, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be, <laughs> but um, it it doesn't appear to me like there's a lot of publishing money to be made within Nigeria. Um, you might want to call the bodies that <laughs> to come and sit here for that one. I, I, I that's one. It's um, and it's not just Nigeria. I think the issue is is quite widespread, so to say. So unfortunately, I don't know how the processes work, and if they are really doing the job they need to be doing, and if it's even easy for them to do it, and they support the need if they're getting it. But we've had some stories, you know, around the bodies here yeah. and, of course, in other countries and in Africa and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's more reason why, especially if your music is gaining traction, see TikTok is making your music go pion, 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 you know, or one celebrity in the America has played your music on Instagram <laughs> and it has blown up or one blog. See, like Shade Room now plays your music somewhere. And, and I think it's owned, Shade Room is owned by like a Nigerian or something. Yeah, you know, so Nigerian, they support yeah. Nigerians quite a bit. So, and you're an artist. That's why you need to get yourself a publishing administrator. Basically, you need to be with Tionko. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to shove it, but I will tell you what we do. Part of my job is to educate you and then hopefully... You know, you take you that the right thing. information and turn it into power, basically. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I feel like in the last couple of years, every distro has now added artist services mm-hmm. to their mandate, mm-hmm. and um, TuneCore is no exception. Mm-hmm. So, can you walk us um, through what constitutes? artist services at TuneCore? Yeah, so for us, what we did is to basically find um, external organizations or external businesses that offer services that will be relevant to the artists, irrespective or depending on like the stage of the music. So what I mean by that, I always like to break it down as there's the creation stage, which is like the production stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, composing, then you go to the studio, do your sound recording and things like that. Yeah. Then you have the other stage where Tunko comes in, which is a distribution or AKA placement. Okay. So that is where are you, how are people going to access your music and things like that. So that's where you think of things like distribution. Then you have the promotion side, which is another very important one. So that is okay. So the music is in a store somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's on a shelf somewhere. But how are you getting people to go to that store to get it? That's what the promotion really is. So we try to find, for us, we obviously cater to the centerpiece. So for that production side, you know, you can find um, like something like um, Bandcamp. Have you heard of it? Yes, so that's yes, a new partnership yes. we just did where artists can easily on their phone, you know, compose something, their beats, you can do anything there, you can do sound recording there, things like that. Yeah, so gives artists, you know, that access of, okay, 
I'm still maybe in the production phase, but maybe I should, you know, make use of Bandcamp was Tinker is pushing that forward. Mm-hmm, and I, well, mm-hmm. It's like us co-signing saying, yeah, you know, you can, you we can. trust these guys. Yeah. yeah, use them. You know, the promotion side, it could be, a, say, a airplay company that can help you get airplay on radios, things like that. Yeah. So for me, because looking at what we have and we're looking to update it, updates, we have like a section on the website for that. We're looking to update it so that more, it's a little bit more internationally inclusive. Mm. I think it is right now, but... You want to tell someone with the... <laughs> do you understand? They might be having a hard time with just saying to distribute with you and you're telling them to. So part of what we want to see is potentially if there are similar companies locally with all the territories that we could potentially, you know, do something like that with, where we can yeah. just have like a more, um, you know, larger catalog of those types of services for various territories so yeah. that it's more, yeah, all in comparison, so to say. So yeah, that's um that's really it. It's just the artist service is just what could help you wherever you are. You still in the creation phase or are you now in the promotion phase? Okay, this are people that will say go and have a conversation with. So a lot of the times it's not just oh just go and have a conversation, but we might be able to negotiate and say okay, give them a discount. We have the traffic, so we want you to give our artists that are signed to Tune Cross a, a really nice discount or some other perks so yeah. to say or why we should you know, funnel them over to you to say, mm-hmm, okay, these mm-hmm. guys we trust. So that's kind of how we typically structure, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And um, seeing how um, TuneCore has been around for a long time and now in Nigeria, mm-hmm. and um, there are a lot of people trying to make music in Nigeria, so the, ma- the market is crazy. So um, for an artist who's thinking, it's a lot of us out here, how will will they really have time for me will we will, will i be important enough for somebody to you know think about me for one hour or try to help me in that way seeing how it's a lot of people who are trying to be on this platform you mm-hmm. know is that a valid concern um no because we think one thing we will say is or what we also proud ourselves on is our customer support so we know how important it is to be able to send an email and someone gets back to you at least within 24 hours. Yeah. Do you understand? Now, the only thing is, yes, the support team is based out of the U.S. We have some folks also in Mexico, but either way, we always aim to be available to help resolve yeah. whatever the issues, whether it's inquiry or complaints or something isn't working. You know, So that is something we pride ourselves on. Because, yeah, Tsunkro might be seen as being maybe more expensive um, than some other distributors or, of course, you have the free guys, but then you ask yourself the question of, okay, what are you paying for? You get what you pay for, really. So if you're paying you know, that amount. It's not like it's crazy expensive, in my humble opinion. Like, if we do the conversion, it's, depending on the exchange rate, it's, it's somewhere around less than or almost 5K per mm-hmm. single. Yeah. You know, and with that, if you need support, there is someone that would be there through the end to help you get that issue resolved or answer any questions that you may have. Can't say the same for a lot of other guys. Even your local <laughs> music aggregators, <laughs> yeah, you know, that you could send email to and, I don't know, maybe enter spam. <laughs> But I really don't. I can't. I to each their own. That's all I will, I will say. <laughs> all I'm focused on is just saying, yeah, the support. If you need it, it's there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. So, um, do you see Afrobeats or any other popular African music styles making as much inroad as um, K-pop has done on the global music space? Um. So. Is- 
Is that going to happen at some point? I mean, it's already happening. If you think about it, Afrobeats is, is taking off. You don't need all that body. <laughs> We're up in the U.S. right now. Yeah. It's insane. Um, and my piano is another one that is gradually, that's in South Africa, is gradually, you know, crawling Thanks to out. Nigerians jacking and I, it. I feel like Bongo Flava, Tanzania. I should check that out. Probably, yeah, so it's like a genre there. I think that's another one that could Bongo eventually... Flower. So I think what hmm. would happen is it's either it explodes on its own or just Nigerians that would <laughs> use the beats too. <laughs> Do you understand? And it would blow up. But I feel that's another one, yeah, that people should also keep their eyes out. Yeah, then, um, I mean, then there's, of course, gospel that has already... Sinatra's a Tinko artist, so... Hmm. She's, uh, she's... She's... Money. Harrington's up. Wow. Gospel-wise, yeah. I mean, we know, yeah, she's doing well. She's doing really, really, really well. She's I'm sure really her, well. her numbers as in money is staggering. She's doing really, 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 really well. From the back end. I just said she's <laughs> doing really, really, really... She's doing really, really well. She's doing really well. Wow. But, yeah, she's... um. I mean, when I say that, it's because you see people who are making covers... Of a track, hmm. even some of like the notable international churches, they're playing her music. So, and she's won, I think it's called, is it a Dove Award? Um, what year was that? Was it 2019? I can't recall, you know. So, it's like a, I think it's like a Christian, almost like a Christian Grammy. So, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so somewhat, but yeah, she's, um, she's doing, she's doing really, really well. Lovely, lovely. So, um, in terms of, um, you would not be in on the back end um, <laughs> tens of thousands of um, music are currently being released um, daily some people say it's around 40 to 50 thousand that's a lot you know and we expect this to be um, the case for the foreseeable future um, in your experience as a music executive and marketing professional what would be your advice to an emerging independent artist on how to make it in the present crowded music business space. Treat your music as a business. Don't forget it. So if, let me use this analogy that, okay, you want to start bottle water company. Okay, you figured out the production side, you know, you shared it with your friends and family via WhatsApp. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you finally get it into stores. Okay. Do you fold your hands? Or maybe you've not gotten into the stores. You, your warehouse is in your house. And you're not... Do you understand? You have this amazing water. Maybe strawberry flavored or something. <laughs> do you understand? And you're not putting it where people will see it. That's how you'll be looking at the water. And the water will be looking at you. <laughs> do you understand? Till it will expire. Or it becomes irrelevant. Or the trend goes away. So I always say... Yes, I'm a marketing person, but I always go back to people. And it's not rocket science to know this thing. Just go and figure out what the four P's of marketing is. Just have that in mind. Hmm. Now, four P's, that's the price, placement, um, the, no, price, product, placement, promotion. Price, you don't always have a lot of control over because you're dealing with, when we're talking about distribution to stores, you don't control how much you know, they can sell your music for and necessarily how much yeah. they give you back. Typically, it's that relationship I talked about between the distributor and the stores. Yeah. Yes. When you have good standards, it's easier for you to negotiate higher rates that you can then pay out to your artist. And another thing I forgot to mention on to why, what you think, think about when you're picking a distributor is 
Make sure they don't have a middleman. What I mean by that is they are saying they are a distributor, but there's someone they have to give it to that yeah. to give to the stores. They don't mm. have that relationship. That's another thing. Mm. What that why that is important is because when your money comes back, stores will take their own. Yeah. Middleman will take his own. Depending on what the business model is for the distributor before the money now comes to you. Think about all those minus, minus, mm-hmm, minus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so back to what I was saying about the 4P. So with the price, you don't always have that control. Unless you're thinking, talking about maybe the physical CDs, which too, you also don't really have a lot of control, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of driven by market forces. What other people are selling their CDs is probably what you have to sell yours for. You can't see, I don't sell it higher and stuff. The wise people who go and look for it online. Free music download. <laughs> Collect it. <laughs> Collect it. In, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so think about that and you think about the product. So that is the music. The, the music is the product. You yeah. understand? You need to understand what is trending. What's your style? How do you make it, you know, fit what's currently mm-hmm. trending? Whether it's Afrobeats or whatever, or you're creating a new genre. I don't know. But you need to do some research. Again, if you're using something like TuneCore, we have like we have an analytics dashboard that you can actually to actually use to see how your music is performing. Yeah. So you can see who is listening to your music. Are they in India? Are they in Brazil? Do you understand? Things like that can inform you on okay, maybe things like the genre of music or the style of music, the beats, whatever the case, the composition or even just the theme of the song in question. Things like that can help you decide on the product side of things. It can also help you plan things like where do you should we go on tour somewhere? Because say you're listening, you're checking your analytics and you see South Africa, you have streams for days. It's not smart to go there and go and have a concert. Very smart. Do you understand? So that's another thing to think about. Then you think of something like, um, so I've talked about price, product. You now look at something like placement. I've talked about placement when I talked about the production, distribution, promotion. Placement is your distribution. How are people going to find your music how do they access your music because you make the music and it sits inside whatsapp group <laughs> or it sits inside your phone That's... or it's on your file on your species mm. it's wasting now do you understand so how is it getting how are you getting it out there what's working for you do you want to do physical cds it's an option is this a strategy really you know you could do both physical cds you could do distribute to the stores to one make money from streams and build your streaming numbers if your desire is to be with a label. Do you understand? With TuneCore, our parent companies believe. So they also offer distribution and artist services, but they do a lot more. So what we do, how it works between the two companies is you have the opportunity to be upstreamed to believe services. And that's a big deal. They can help take your career even further if you want to. So believe is kind of like... A major at that level. Is, they're not a label. We don't, yeah. they don't dress themselves as a label, but mm. they're just, yeah. So they do a little bit more. So they don't necessarily go for like overly huge catalog. It's mm. specifically who they go for. So that is another thing they look at your numbers. How are you doing? Yeah. So if you're doing well, they'll be like, okay, let's even take you further. And then you can be upstreamed to believe from TuneCore. That's another nice. reason why you nice. want to, yeah. It's another reason why you might want to consider TuneCore as well. Yeah, so you look at placement. So placement is where is your music going? Yeah. And when you're thinking about that, say you're using Trinko to handle that placement site as a distribution site, you can also figure out where are my listeners? What are they using? So if I am targeting Africa, okay, what kind of stores, what DSPs are they really using? Do you understand? Is it Spotify? Spotify is here now and they have a freemium model. So guess what? There's a lot more people using Spotify. So you might want to get your music on Spotify. 
you know, and end that freemium revenue. <laughs> Boomplay is huge here. You know, they're the ones that have, I don't know how they did it, but they're doing it. <laughs> you know, with those techno phones. Yeah, but, that's how they did it. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to say, but <laughs> at least you cut on. But, you know, that's another one to look at. Apple Music, you know, you're targeting a different level of your listeners with Apple Music. So these are things, you know, you need to look into. Then, of course, promotion. Very important one, you know. People say, oh, I don't have money, I don't have money. Fine. Like your WhatsApp, use it. Jensen, you have social media. Pretty sure you have a lot of followers. 10K is something. They're following you for a reason. Use it. Put your links. Send them out there. Promote yourself. You got to be, if you want to be creating content, be creating content. Music itself is content creator. You're a content creator. Mm -hmm. If you look closely with, for instance, um, like you, I don't know if you've heard this thing about, oh, like bloggers or YouTubers or whatever. They're always like, you have to consistently create content. That applies yeah. to you too as an artist. Because hmm. look, the likes of a whiskey, David Doe, Tiwa, Yemi. Have you ever heard them say they are going on a break? No. They are going on a hiatus. Hiat mm -mm. They are going on leave. No. <laughs> Even if they do, they don't necessarily announce it. Yeah. But there are some, there's something. They're on tour, they're making music, or they are somewhere on social media active. And there's so many artists that have gone on break. And they, they struggle to come back. Do you understand? It's very for some, and that's unfortunately that's the way it is because you're a content creator. Unfortunately, you have to keep showing up, you know. So that's kind of um, you know something else with the the promotion side of things. You need to keep on showing up. So whether you want to be funny, do stuff, maybe like Don Jassy, <laughs> or be like if you do, you know, that always has cameras or so to say following him. You need to be active. You have these links that you get when you distribute your music to all those stores. Put them on your bio. Talk about them, push your song. Do you understand? So yeah, so I always say they should remember that four P, but the four P's, particularly like the last three of products, placements, and pro and promotion. Very important. Treat your music like a business. Wow, lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely. And um, it, it, when you were talking about this, you mm -hmm. mentioned um analytics, um. I talked about Ross before, who is um, a TuneCore guy. And what Ross basically just decided to be more aware about his analytics. Mm -hmm. So he would look at the back end and say, okay, it look, it appears we're doing well here. Um, he decided he didn't want to um, open for anybody. So he would go to those locations and sell tickets and headline his own, own show. show. And now... Ross is doing major things, man. You know, like he's selling stuff out there. So, um, do you find that a lot of artists just put out music and just um, try to feel for what's going on as opposed to using these tools, the data, the analytics, all these things so they can make a more informed um, decision going forward? To be sincere, I don't know what they're doing, but what I can say is... Many of them, especially those who are like independent, maybe they have a team or they don't have a team, but they always want to just, I won't say hide behind, but just stand behind, I am the talent. I just want to focus on the creative side, you know. So typically it's their team. If they have a team, that is, if they're not solo, solo, if they have a team that's meant to, you know, help them. But the artists themselves too, because it's their crafts. Otherwise, all this their is waste really, you know, also need to look into 
look into that. Now you have this whole digitization that is happening with this yeah. analytics that makes it easier. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just, mm-hmm. you know, putting your ear out there. Even TV, if your son's playing on TV, it doesn't really say, it doesn't tell you much. Yeah, it's good. It's mm-hmm. random awareness. Yeah, but you don't but you can't know. track. Yes. Yeah, you can't really track how people really feeling you. So this is one way you can get that. I mean, aside from, let's say, if you go on tour and you check your ticket sales as an hour for you to know, okay, people are really me. Makes sense. Do you understand? But how do you get to the ticket sales side that can tell you, on a, give you an eye insights? You need something else you know, to do that. So, yeah, there is, um, it comes back to that whole education thing of, listen, this is why <laughs> you need to do this for X, Y, Z reasons, you know, so. So you're saying artists should obsess over their data you should i don't want to say obsess but it should be one of the key things you should be paying attention to because it tells you a lot about the magic you've made really yeah. is it are people feeling it because if your streams are high your analysis is showing that your, your numbers are high in so, so so places and you've made something really awesome or maybe you need to go back to the drawing board if it's not yeah nice nice so um uh, Tune call, what what is um tune calls intended strategy to penetrate into the Nigerian space? I mean, recently it's crazy. Mm. Empire, one RPM, um, Orchard, bro. It's <laughs> you know. So what 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 is the strategy? Hey, the strategy now we can't come and just exactly. open the secrets. <laughs> open the secrets here, but yeah, the, the yeah, one thing yeah, I'll say true. is more education is um, one thing I can just give out. There is that um, lack of information or education mm-hmm. around, say, distribution, for instance, and even publishing as well. You know, there's still a lot of, and publishing is a lot more complicated to be sincere. So I don't blame people who get stuck it with is. it because that's where you <laughs> see people run into the issues of all those rights copyrights issue yeah. and yeah and all those types of stuff so i feel it's more on that education side i mean one thing too with with ours is um we recently launched our master classes and um lovely yes and they're free oh beautiful they're free master classes um, okay. the way it's designed is basically the more you take classes you're earning um, something called credits that you mm. can eventually pile on and even use to distribute music. Oh, wow. So it's a way of just encouraging more people to, yeah. And we're looking to potentially um, localize that for all of the territory so that it's people that you know and see that's doing more of the education than just some international folks who you don't know, basically. So... Yeah, so um yeah, so the the education thing is really a big one. And of course looking to get into more campaigns, we have a campaign called Get More. So for our territory is get more support. I talked about belief, um, not just the belief side, but I talked about, you know, um our so called support team is always yeah. available to help you. So get more support, get more reach, obviously get your music out there to more stores. We have over hundred and fifty stores and we're adding more. Yeah, we're adding more. We're looking to see, you know, potential ones that we could also um, partner with here and stuff. And then, of course, more opportunities. So that's where Believe comes in. So you have that opportunity to be upstream to Believe services where you get a little bit more and they can help, you know, push up. So one artist that we did that with is Rika Sani. Oh, so Rika nice. Sani was upstream from TuneCore to 
believe. Love so it. we're looking to, we have some other artists in conversation. I don't want to talk about it. Just yeah, yet. yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 it's okay. Yeah, so, but. Um, it's okay. So, um, we, we'll, we'll believe be starting its own um, boutique label or maybe going into a JV with already established um, um, established um, labels out here to to do more business? No, 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 no I don't, really don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening necessarily. I don't know. For now, it's tune core and belief. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I really don't know. One thing I know is yeah. that they recently just got listed in the stock exchange. Mm. Yeah, so. That's huge. I don't... Um, uh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Unless these guys go and buy buy small stocks or something. <laughs> it's a different okay. conversation. But um, I'm thinking audio is audio. So do you guys have... Can, can podcasters distribute stuff through TuneCore? Um, no. So okay. it's mainly just uh, music. music. I think with the podcast, you, I believe you can go directly. I think to the likes, like like Apple Music, you can go directly. Sorry, Apple, you can go because they have your own like a podcast, Apple Podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I know what it's called. But yeah, it's just podcast, just called podcast. And I think Spotify is also direct, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not too sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, covers... Mm-hmm. Can someone distribute a cover, and if that's possible, what is what is the arrangement? Mm. Or is that even possible? Because I believe strongly that covers are very important mm-hmm. in um, helping an artist, you know, build something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier for people to warm up to something that's familiar. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so um, can can covers be distributed? Yeah, so that's where public, the publishing administration comes in. Mm. So there's a few things I, I didn't mention under that. So under that, yes, you get your performing rights, and there's something else called the mechanical license, and that's where covers come in. So what that means is, you know when a music is made, yeah, there's a composition side, and then there's a sound recording. The true owner of the song is the person who owns the composition. So a lot of times the people who sing the song don't... And the only thing they could potentially end is just royalties from the sound recordings from the streaming platforms. So that is what they own. So you now, for instance, can come to me, let's say I own the composition, Mm -hmm. and then you get what's called like a mechanical licensing from me. So you get a license to use typically the fee that you have to pay me to be able to use the composition to now make your own cover. So that cover you made can now be distributed and then you can make money from the streaming revenue from your own cover now it's also interesting um under that published administration there is also sync licensing that is that is where best way to break it down is where one piece of content is added to another piece of content typically like moving images so i can have take someone's music and add it to videos so that's where it comes into like movies i don't know maybe you maybe watched a movie and you hear a song that you know that's sync license. Mm-hmm. Maybe you hear a song you don't know, but you like it. That's sync licensing right there. Or maybe you hear an advert and there is music um, like that's how stars do. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm, that ad, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. media, that's sync licensing there. So typically, the um, that's nothing we do. So us as a published administration company, we can help pitch your music 
to the likes of let's say music um music managers in say let's say Netflix for instance yeah. or one of these heavy duty movie places mm-hmm. advertising agencies um even games like I'm, I don't know if you're into video games yeah. on the PS4 yeah. and the rest of them you know some music deals that's also yeah so then you you can you can have a situation where um a movie might say they want to use this music but they don't want to use the original recording. They want to use a cover. Hmm. Case, a good example is, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? Um, the wedding no, scene no, no. with the water on the ground and where the lady was singing, wise man says, the very slow, that was a cover. Yeah. So that's sync licensing, right? That's not the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's basically, so yeah, it's possible you can make a cover from like the, you know, just get the license, <laughs> the mechanical license, and then pay, um, pay the sounds licensing like, fee. Sounds like a lot of. So that's work. that's where, um, um, what they call it, the publisher administrator comes in. So typically, the ones that can help you, yeah, organize all that as Lovely. well. Lovely. So, um, what what. What peculiar insights have you acquired over the years about this industry that might seem counterintuitive to people in other businesses? Um, like I mentioned, the whole so from the demand side, yeah. where I think it's it's getting a little better with like the more of these DSPs now having freemium version so it's still a little slow <laughs> we're getting more people using the platform and then um i think also hmm, this one is tricky also with you know some artists who i don't know what it is but i think it's just that i think i think i know what it is i think it's a case where they're they're used to you know, they're not used to like a DIY system or platform or tech platform that they can just go, you know, make your payments, put your song file on there, fill out all the details, press send and your music goes. Yeah. A lot of people are still, I think a lot of people are either still very used to, I don't know, the case of the way it works with like, or the way it works with music aggregators locally, where it's, oh, sign contracts, here's the music file, you do the work. Do you understand? You don't necessarily get, eh, depending, but some of them get insights. It's usually something that is sent to them. It's not like a place they can go to to really see for themselves and things like that. So there's still that problem of a lot of artists still needing to be, so to say, babied, I feel, <laughs> a little bit. So it makes it tricky to get the whole, you know, model here of, oh, is this DIY, you do it yourself. Yeah. It's really stick. You know, because people are still like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, um, I'm used to, I just give and they, you know, they do everything. And then when money comes, they take their own and, you know, they give me back and, you know, stuff like that. So I'll say those two things for now. I'll say quite tricky-ish. You, you mentioned earlier that um, in some of those um, early meetings, you would um, often be the only um, woman in the room. You know, so um, not all the time. Uh, yes, not all the time. But um, we obviously do not have, we don't have nearly enough women um, in the industry. That's why I get really excited when our guest is a, a woman, because you know. So, um, would you advise more women to 
perhaps try to get into the music space? Yes, absolutely. If you have that desire, you know, you have the interest in the industry and you feel you could be, you know, of some impact, you could really make a change. Don't let anything stop you. Go for it. Or maybe you are an expert in a particular field and you're looking to get into a different industry, music. <laughs> you know, bring that expertise over here. We need all the help, <laughs> you know, we can get. So I'll say come in. Um, come in, be yourself, have stuff skin. Most importantly, make sure you have your voice and you're speaking up. Don't let no one try to... <laughs> very important yeah put you down whatsoever yeah so just come in come in as a boss the boss that you are come that's on. so do your turn <laughs> thank you so much Emma. thank you it was beautiful talking to you very insightful um i can't wait to see all the amazing things you're going to achieve at tune Call thank you and all the other places you know in um a few years thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you so much for having me this was awesome yeah um uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to, um, any information? Anything, is there like anything you want to say before we end the show? Uh, anything coming up? Anything you think the listeners should know? Any, whatever. Um, no, not for now. For now, just um, we're looking to launch our own social media page very soon because okay. I think it's important to build that local community. Okay. So it's probably going to end up being a Tiongkok Africa page. Yeah, so... Look out for that. And then if you're not distributing your music with TuneCore, what is you doing? <laughs> you know, so just visit www.tunecore.com. Get started with your music. And yeah, simple as that. Thank 100% you. of 100%. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.